Hi gang, on this week's episode, the government is still on fire. Men continue to disappoint us every single day. Except our next guest, who's a man and really awesome. Enjoy. It's your three favorite cows driving on the East Coast, figuring it out and always doing the most. We've got our ups and downs at the end of the day. Don't forget, diet starts one day. I don't know. I just don't know, guys. Hey, welcome. <laughs> These get more and more special every week. Every that other one. Week. You know, the other ones, I don't know. I feel like I had like thought about it a little bit or I was just like more inspired. That just, is that what happens when I reach down to like the deepest pits of my soul? Is that my sound? I'm upset. I but, like it. Thank you. It's honest. It's raw. Um, anywho. Hey, everyone out there. Welcome back to Diet Starts Monday. I'm Brandon. I'm Maya. Yeah, and I don't know. Where, no you know, <laughs> she's like, um, she's struggling, y'all. She's under the but weather. You'll, you'll hear her in a little bit. Don't worry. But we're just, just send all your little like thoughts and prayers her way. I mean, hopefully she's better by the time you hear this. But you know, we love you, girl. We miss you. Yeah, <laughs> feel better, girl. Um. Anywho, how like what's what's going on in your life, Maya? Like we're we are. How many weeks into the new year? 2.5 to 3? I'm stressed. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's basically um, already 2020. It's basically February. So <gasps> a lot is happening internally. But I'm good. Um, I am on day... What day is it? I'm like on day 16 of doing Whole30. And honestly... Oh I went into this whole like new year, new me, gonna improve my life. And um, I was going through withdrawal for the first couple of days, just like needing sugar and all those things and I couldn't have it. And now I think my body's finally adjusted. So I've just been in the dumps, but feeling great internally for the last two and a half weeks. Wow, that's like amazing. So walk me through, I guess the nutshell, whole 30 means you just, you just, what? Whole 30. So basically you eliminate sugar, processed food, alcohol, dairy, legumes, grains. Legumes? What the fuck is wrong with beans? <laughs> Apparently they're not great for you. Everything is a whole ass lie. Um, so I'm just not going to worry about it, but I hope that's going well for you. But I'm sorry that you're suffering withdrawal. Well, I've literally cooked more in the last two weeks than I think I've had in the last 25 years of my life. So it's been great for like me as a growth in growth world, whatever English. But woo, I just feel like a mom comes home from a long day of work. And I'm like, damn, I got to make myself dinner Whew. and meal prep. It's gross. What's up with yeah. you? I'm also actively eating my dinner. I apologize, people. Um... Uh, I am also on like that new year, new me bullshit. Um, so I joined, so I canceled my one gym membership at LA fitness. No offense to them. It's, it was a fine gym. It's just like, I went, I looked at my check-in history. 
I went twice in the entirety of 2018. Um, once <laughs> back in Maryland, um, and then once here in Chicago to transfer my membership. So I just went I'm up so and proud. I said, ma'am, no more. Um, and then I joined, I, I joined Planet Fitness, which I used to go to slash work at back in the day. Um, it's weird because I was like, you know, this is technically further away from my like apartment, but because it's like in between home and work, it feels less out of the way because before it'd be like, well, I have to come home and then like go to the gym. Like, no, bitch, just go on the way or on the way back. Now you pass it. That's smart. It's actually a lot easier. And I've already gone like four or five times, which is more in a week than I went in the entirety of last year. So that's good. Wow. Um, Are we going to be fit bitches at your birthday this year? That's what I'm saying. I think our only motivation right now, for those of you out there listening, Maya and I are going to Miami in like T-minus a month and like a week. (laughs) Um, And I would like... I mean, regardless of how my body looks, because everybody is a beach body. I am a firm believer in that. I will be serving titty from start to finish. Um, But it would be nice if my titties were like a little bit more like pronounced for the trip. I like them the way they are. Thank you. Um, So I'm going to like pick a couple things up and put them down in between now and then and hope that I can like serve like an A cup realness. Um, Oh, I love it. Be on the lookout for our Insta posts. (laughs) Besides that, I mean, I'm just. It's like disgusting. Is it snowing there? Oh, yeah. Um, It's been snowing and it's about to happen again, like all this weekend. But apparently, isn't that like the whole country? Like, DC basically shut down, from my understanding. Yeah, it was a bitch. Last week, I left my house zero times for three days, um, which was terrible. And now it's snowing again. And it's supposed to snow this weekend. And I did not ask for this, Satan. Like, I hate snow. I don't want it. See, I... The thing is, like, we get more of it out here. And we're about to be, like, the snow. But, like, they just handle it. Like, nothing stops. So Yeah, because they have their heads out of their asses. In D.C., they're like, a snowflake! And then there's, like, a six-car accident. I don't understand (laughs) how this happens. Yeah, so, like, we'll be fine... Like, the only downside is that people expect me to keep showing up to work. But, you know, I like getting paid. So it's really, like, not that bad. Um, but, yeah. Wow. That was times a here. really, really good transition. Let's talk about people who aren't getting paid. Let's just jump into the oh world. Oh, my God. Wow. America is a, in the world, uh, words of Cardi B, a hot fucking mess or something along those lines. That's pretty the much queen spoken. Yeah, yeah. But she said, that's a hot fucking mess. The government is going on day like 28 of the shutdown. Yeah, it's like it's the, the longest high 20s. in history. It's the longest shutdown in history. The shutdown's been going on forever, it seems like. And the icing on the cake, the shit cake, is that so all these places are shut down, right? People can't go to work, they're not getting paid. But someone took their ass to HR to print out a bunch of zero dollar checks and mail it to these people in the most disrespectful way. Like, imagine opening your mail, your paycheck, and it just says zero dollars and zero cents. Why did you send this to me? I know I made no money. Like, who went to work to do this? I thought we were furloughed. Did they get paid? 
Did the person who no. sent the checks get a check that said zero dollars? Did they have to print that for themselves? Is there HR for HR? I have a lot of questions, but it the is thing, truly a hot yeah. mess. I mean, the other part of it that's most wild to me, and I don't honestly like fully understand it like from the various tidbits that i've read and listened to like trying to keep up with everything like somewhere between like 75 and 80 percent of the government is allegedly like still open and funded it's just these like other like last remaining 25 20 percent which is still a fuck ton of people don't get me wrong but like i don't understand the full grabs i guess of like who is working who isn't but aren't there also people who are literally have to still go to work even though there's no guarantee they're being paid like so what yeah, what is so that that's essentially I would just be TSA. like because <laughs> if that was me i'd be like enjoy no. i'd be i'm yeah. good love enjoy is that what they say <laughs> yes <laughs> bringing yeah, it back so that's pretty much all of tsa who are they're like come to work you're probably not getting paid and then I read something that were like, oh, TSA workers will now get to park for free at the airports they were. You were making Wait, these people pay already? to park at the airport. Like, I also pay for parking, but in the grand scheme of things, it just doesn't make sense, I think, to make them pay for parking when you're not paying them. And they're all working overtime. Yeah, and they're just I would like, have been people, like, someone flew to Japan with a gun because <laughs> there's TSA does not care. So this is actually a really good time to fly. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it's like if you're like, what's his face? Um, Narcos and you wanted to fly some drugs into America. This is the optimal is time your, to do it. This is, this your, is your prime chance. opportunity. Like you don't even got to put it in your booty hole as Tiffany Haddish would have us do. Ooh, not sanitary. Um, but yeah, so shutdown's going on. And for those of you who like aren't the hippest, main the main the only reason that it's still going on is because uh our wonderful president um, our baby in chief. Our big ass Cheeto uh refuses to sign any bill put forth even from like bipartisan like agreements to fund everything and discuss like border security at a later date. I just, and that's not even like the Democrats are rejecting all forms of border security. They're like for increased, like, uh, like uh, what is it? Like in, so certain increased regulations tools and like putting more people out there without putting $5 billion, almost $6 billion into a giant barrier that where there's no like, research or facts like he doesn't even know support what that kind of wall he wants he's just such a dumbass anywho it's just like how are you so dumb he's dumb mitch mcconnell like go choke on something he's literally the worst only shows up to say no to things and then there's nowhere to be found during the rest of the week oh, yeah, I so, saw hashtag where's mitch where he at where that ass yeah, at, Mitchell? He was gone the entire time and only showed up to try and take away like abortion rights. That's when he showed up. He was like, <laughs> literally, hey, can we? Someone can talking we about strip giving some birth? more rights from women. <laughs> um, I just don't understand so, how all these hateful white men are still alive. Just die. Uh, still in it. Like, I'm ready. Get, yeah, yeah. Anyway, keeping it pushing. Like, basically, fucking. I don't know. Fuck the government. America, America is a dumpster fire of disasters, but there is an election coming <laughs> in a year. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, and is there a light at the end of this tunnel? 
every single registered Democrat in these United States, I think, is running <laughs> to be president. It's insane. The number of like hats to just keep getting thrown into the um, the pile. That was not the saying, but I think you can ring. see the motion I'm doing. The yeah, throwing yeah, yeah. of the hats into the ring. Yes, the pile ring. Um, who are you excited about? Anyone? Um, honestly, I need to like go through and like see who's like actually for real, for real, and who's not. Um, I know for some people that have already come in, there's already like skeletons coming out of closets, and by skeletons, I mean like old tweets, um, or just like random dumb shit that they said that was like casually like homophobic or like anti, like also I don't even fucking know. So the first one that I saw was like Tulsi Gabbard. I'm probably saying that too. The, the, the Democrat from Hawaii. Um. And she seems like fine on paper, but apparently has done some problematic shit. So I'll have to like do some yeah. further digging. I don't know what her tea is, but she's said a bunch of wild shit before, according to like. She's just like really good friends with a bunch of like uh, Democratic. What was Hitler? Um, like, what was his defined <laughs> governmental role? Uh, you know, like Nazi. when it's like your government has like one person. <laughs> Not Nazi. When one person's leading, a uh, um, dictator, monarchy. Yeah, so they're like democratic dictatorships. She's like down for some of those people in like modern day okay, America. So, that's, so they're like, it's a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> Any yeah, other so takers? Some, <laughs> um, I am actually super, super excited about Julian Castro. Yeah, he, I, I um, saw that. Who is this? So he's a twin, first of all, which is very exciting to me because him and his brother can switch places when he gets bored. But um, Julian Castro, he like kind of popped into the spotlight back in 2012. He made a really awesome speech at the DNC and he was the first, I think, Hispanic person to ever speak at the DNC to give like a keynote address. And then ended up joining Obama's cabinet as like the HUD secretary in like 2014. And so... He's really cool. He's from Texas. He's like Chicano. His mother's very involved in politics. Like I said, he has a twin brother that he, I think he's like a minute older than, but he now is either mayor of his town and his brother is actively in Congress. Mm. So that could be really interesting. He made his bid. He's like cute posters and stuff going on. Did a little exploratory whatever they call it, committee together. So that's one to keep your eye on. Julian yeah. Castro. Did, I might be wrong, but I feel like I saw that Elizabeth Warren is like a possibility. Sometimes, like, again, I am not anti-Elizabeth Warren, but she, I feel like she does too much sometimes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, my dad has this saying that he used to say to me all the time when I was younger. And he'd be like, Maya, just quit while you're ahead. And I don't know if Ooh. other people's parents said that to them too, but like that's how I knew I was about Elizabeth to just get Elizabeth clearly in didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, no, but like if my dad was like, Maya, quit while you're ahead, that meant, all right, like pump your brakes, girl. You need to chill because you're tap dancing into dangerous territory. I think Elizabeth Orange needs to quit while she is ahead. Like people kind of like you right now. You are a what, senator? Just like make Massachusetts better and like less racist. And focus on that before you're like, America, I'm here to save you. No, we don't need it. That was my Bill Clinton impersonation. Thank I you. mean, obviously, if it came down to our girl Liz and fucking Trump, I I will 
I will lift her on my shoulders and carry her to the White House and throw her I through know. the window. <laughs> but how unfortunate is it where we're like, uh, people always said the 2016 election was like the lesser of two evils. And that's why they're like, go Hillary. But like, what about we just got like good and then evil, you know, like, why do you mm. have to pick from two bads? Yeah. Um, um, and I think like one other billion zillion people put their like hats in the ring already. I'll have to like sort through the list. But I'm tired of talking about politics because I'm yeah, yeah. literally depressed now. Wait, so. there's one Let's... last thing that I need to talk about that's like politics adjacent. Oh, God. <laughs> so what had happened with why? Why was the entire like Clemson championship team served McDonald's? <laughs> Oh, this just ties back to our first story. So every like, White House like worker is furloughed. No, right? Just... It's actually hilarious when you fully <sighs> think about it because because of Trump, everyone who works in the White House doesn't isn't working right now. So he's like, I'm in the White House all alone. Like, don't you have 50 million kids? Invite them over. And so Clemson was invited to the White House because they won the national championship. And so there was no one to cook anything. And so then Trump, instead of like, buying them a decent meal because the president always invites the teams and then pays for the meal on, out of their own pocket, which he like made a big deal of. He's like, I spent hundreds on this food. He bought them like McDonald's. four for four, pick four fours, whatever from Wendy's McDonald's and like Burger and, like, King. Even and if then that had shit the- is good. It wasn't good. You know what? Someone said this or like McDonald's fries have like a two minute window of where they're hot to them when they're nasty. And so I'm sure by the time those poor children started putting that food in their mouth, it was just cold and nasty. And he had like the McDonald's sauce packets in gravy bowls, like still sealed. Yeah. So they could just pick it up. It was it was disastrous, but also kind of funny. We live for the funny moments. It was kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Like I saw that and I just had to like put my face down on my desk. Uh, Imagine being there. But yes, I I would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, first of all, I probably wouldn't have gone. <laughs> uh, but uh, retweet. that's neither here nor there. So non-shitty. Oh, okay. Maybe not non-shitty news. There's Actually, still we can more say shitty. something happy. There's still some oh, happy good. stuff. Yeah. Um, Centoya. Happy news. Yes. Centoya Brown was granted clemency. She was given a life sentence. Quick. I don't even know how to give quick recaps of things. I'm sorry. That's not my specialty. Basically, she was 16 years old, killed her rapist, sentenced to life in prison, denied parole a bajillion times, and now was granted clemency by the governor of Tennessee. Yeah. This is in Tennessee. Yes. Which is awesome because this woman has lost. She's 30 now. So spent almost half her life in prison for defending herself but she'll get out in august i don't know why she has to wait till august but that felt really good shout out to all the people who were in her corner before she became viral on the internet yeah like it's it's still not right that she spent a day even in jail but it's it's a step in a direction like certainly great that she's going to finally be free um what else is like popping and Locking and dropping. Um, I mean, Golden Globes happened, which like I didn't pay as close attention to, but like, shout out to like winners and things. Yeah. Regina King slayed it. 
Sandra O Sandra slayed it. Hosted and got um, an award for Killing Eve. Killing Eve, which I finally started. It's really good. This isn't like happy, but like moving right along. So the surviving R. Kelly like documentary, um, and that's on Lifetime, I believe, um, finally came out. And I, from what I can tell, there seems to be some like ramifications already happening, but it's definitely like for whatever reason, the world like can't seem to come to a consensus that like taking advantage of like teenage girls for the last like his entire career is a bad thing um but i know there have already been some like venues who have like canceled shows on him um and there are like certain people who are like taking down music or like taking off like any collaborations or things like that um which is like cool but like how are you not in jail that is the question of the last three decades but yeah like you said people are literally hot fucking garbage and like apparently his streams went up since it's been since the documentary was released which means they're just putting more money in his pocket there were like protesters outside of his studio who like clashed with supporters of his or like blasting his music i'm like what are you doing like why is your head so far up your ass r kelly does not care about you at all if anything he's just like this dumbass is supporting me and i have his sister locked up in my basement like what's wrong with you the world may never know yeah so fuck r kelly i hope he gets fried i just don't i don't know it was uh, i don't know it's just annoying and angry well it's been uh a lot in these couple of weeks um i have like one oh i have like a good thing that's like a plug and like shout out i'm ready um, so for those of you who have been like keeping up with this season, um, we've had a ton of guests on just telling us about like cool things that are going on in their lives, projects they've been working on, their passions, all sorts of good stuff. And you may remember a, um, interview we did from earlier in the season with a Ms. Lenique Webster, um, who Lenique. is a singer and she is part of a, um, recently, I don't know what the word is, brought together. Formed. Formed. That's it. Oh my God. I love synonyms. Um, recently formed vocal group um, called Nomadic. And they just released their first like single, I guess you could say, or like yeah. um, video and all this stuff that is available on things like Spotify and like Apple Music and all that. And there's a little music video. Um, it's super cute. You can see Lenink singing on it and the rest of her squad. Um, and it is a cover of this song called Bad For Us. And that's with stylized with the number four. Um, but yeah, so that's out there. We can like tweet it out or something, but it's super cute. And shout out to Lenny because it's cool that, you know, we talked to her earlier and she is doing things and they're putting some stuff out there. So, yeah. Yes. We stand nomadic and we stand Lenny. That we do. She blows up. We remember we promised we'd be her entourage. I'm ready. Me too. I'm not doing anything else. Oh my God. That is like, that's life goals. You know what? I think we, this is what we're meant to do. We just need (laughs) to be like, you know how Rihanna has friends that you see in her like Instagram stories? Yes, Melissa. I want to be someone's Melissa. Uh, I think this is what we, if anyone out there needs a Melissa, we'll send you our resumes. Or if you need like an Angie, like Beyonce has her cousin Angie. Like I can be your cousin Angie. I'm fun. I'm hip. I cook now. 
It's great. Right? I can make snacks. Um, I can, like, throw back shots at the club. Um, I can lay on the beach with you. I'll be your surrogate. I'm not doing anything. Like, it's totally fine. Keep your figure. I'll hold the baby. Yes. (sighs) Anywho. Personally, I'm exhausted by everything that we just discussed. So Me too. And I'm I'm exhausted by Kevin Hart. (laughs) All right. So in summary, fuck Trump. Fuck R. Kelly. Fuck Kevin Hart. And we will be back shortly with another interview. Ooh. All right, guys. So we spent the last, like two or three weeks sort of doing little different things with the show. We did a couple of best of episodes and the last episode we did a crossover, but we're going to hone it back to what season two was all about was talking to super, super dope 20 year olds who are doing more with their lives than we are. And this week we have a pretty awesome person in the studio with us and it is Mr. Sagar Doshi. Sagar, thank you for joining us. Yes. Yes. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So, Sagar, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks first again, again, guys, for having me on the on the on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, so, uh, Sagar Doshi, I graduated from University of Maryland in spring 2015. Um, I'm I'm from Maryland, born and raised in the area. Um, so I was uh, I was double major in finance and social innovation. I uh, got involved with a lot of things in Maryland. Um, and then past Maryland, uh, after graduating, uh, I joined Deloitte Consulting. And I've been kind of helping them out in their higher education consulting practice and their social impact consulting practice um, for the last three and a half years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's a little bit about me. I live in D.C. now, uh, just trying to take on this young professional life post-college. The ultimate young person struggle. Wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, something we were just talking about actually right before the show was the fact that uh, do a nine to five and you come back, you're like exhausted. And in college, we used to do like eight to 11 and like hang out afterwards. Yep. So <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. All while only eating spaghetti. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with only uh, complex carbs as uh, energy. Um, but my quick question, I actually I didn't know that you were working for a social innovation practice um, within Deloitte. How did you find out about that? Yeah. Um, well, I know early on getting recruited, uh, it's if you tell any large company, if you're interested in social impact and you're like 21 years old, it's kind of like, well, welcome to the rest of the generation. But uh, lucky for me, <laughs> um, at Deloitte kind of going in, um, I bounced around a couple of different industries and found a little niche in their, in their higher education market. Um, so it's oh. been cool because like for the past three and a half years, I've been able to to really help out, uh, like large universities, um, just through like a people perspective, student success perspective, uh, technology perspective. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's really funny cause I left a college campus when I graduated and then here I am never leaving other college campuses. So not too bad. I mean, that's, doesn't sound too bad to me. <laughs> But, yeah, absolutely. No, it's 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 always great when there's a Chipotle like within a five minute walk. So that's how I live <laughs> my life. The dream, the true dream. But I think something that's been really cool about this season is that we've talked to a lot of people who are doing a lot of awesome things in their professional life. And you're doing a lot of awesome things with Deloitte and like getting your hands involved with like social things. And it's really awesome. But I'm also super interested in what you do in your free time. And that's sort of what 
made me super excited about having you on the show was the work that you were doing with the Thousand Schools Initiative. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so what I always like to tell people is um, I, I truly do enjoy what I do from a, from a nine to five basis. Um, but in an effort to just find more drive, find more passion and, and just really like ha- have the opportunity to, to get more involved in community service. Uh, myself um, and and my best friend, his name is Anderson Sloan. He's also a Maryland alum from uh, the spring of 15, former TFA uh, alum as well. We kind of came together post uh, post uh, a couple years after graduation and in corporate America. He now works at Tableau right here in DC as well. Um, and we we started a nonprofit. So it's it's called 1000 Schools. It's a really cool initiative. It's and I'm biased fairly, but the whole purpose and the whole point of this organization is it's a service trip for young professionals on a one week service trip to Honduras uh, to to help build a school and provide a sustainable contribute towards providing a sustainable solution in Honduras. Um, we kind of came through the idea because in college, it's very easy to walk through your extracurriculars fair um, and sign up for this trip or that trip or this club or that club. But what happens is when you when you graduate, you kind of go through the the weekly grind, right? I mean, Mondays we get up, we go to work. We're Sunday nights we're meal prepping. Tuesdays we meet up yeah. with a friend. Thursday we do happy hour. Saturday we're meeting up. Do you have a camera in my house, soccer? Like, do you just watch <laughs> yeah. me day after day? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm sure a lot of people even listen to this. It's just it's the constant grind we go through, and then all of a sudden it's Sunday, and you have the Sunday scaries, and and you're back to the the usual week. Um, and there's not really a a great chance to to do something completely different and maybe go volunteer for a week. Um, or how do you, how do you demystify all the different service trips available, um, online? So we kind of came together, uh, and started this brand new initiative, 1000 schools, um, in April, 2017. So, uh, it's been almost, almost two years. Um, and it's been going really well and, uh, yeah, no, it's awesome. So one week service trip to Honduras for young professionals. That's cool. So, I guess, how do you find the people who want to go on the trip? Like, do you recruit or do people come to you? Is it like a giant network of people who used to do students helping Honduras? Like, how does the whole, how does it all work? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. So it's funny because, so we'll be, we'll be off on our fourth trip in February. And you mentioned Students Helping Honduras. That is the nonprofit that we partner with in order to to work to to help build these schools. Um, Us, along with them, have the shared mission to really work on alleviating extreme poverty in Honduras through education and youth empowerment. And, and they do all the hard work uh, and the groundwork um, down in Honduras that really helps us go down and make the most impact we can do in a week. Um, so yeah, in terms of finding the volunteers, I'll be honest. So we had no idea after launching in April how this was going to turn out, if young professionals would even be excited about it. I thought the first trip was honestly going to be like my mom, my sister, and like a couple good <laughs> friends from D.C., uh-huh. Um, but we, we luckily launched it on social media, on Facebook. And a lot of people, we got a good response from people on social media. We created a brand new website. Um, oh, and, uh, we ended up getting 10 people to come on our first trip. Um, so that was really exciting. Super awesome. Uh, people from consulting people that were, uh, teachers in the summer that would have time off grad students that had time mm-hmm. off. Uh, we had people, a couple architects, um, 
And yeah, we had, we had 10 people out of our first pilot trip, had no idea um, how to get people down there. But one thing we did know is once we got people signed up, um, we knew how to, how to facilitate the week. We were super intentional mm-hmm. about the week down there. Um, one of the great things about the nonprofit partner we work with is they're all about community ownership. So as people go down, they, down there, they really realize that this is not our project. We are there for a week coming from another country. Mm-hmm that do not know the community uh, and their needs. So we, we work with the community as their project. Um, we are just supporting the project. So I think people really saw that this was a, a hands-on experience, but um, not necessarily um, kind of helped demystify some of, the, some of the, the red tape with international development as a whole, which was great. Um, so that was our first trip with 10. Our following trip in January, we then had 14 professionals. The following summer, we had 10. And I'm excited to say that this February, we have 25 young professionals yes. coming down. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it is crazy. We've had, we'll have people from Apple, from Microsoft. Um, we have a mental health, uh, mental health uh, therapist at a local high school. We have oh, someone who works for, who's a journalist in New York. Um, we have someone that works for a small nonprofit in Chicago. Um, we have, yeah, I mean, it is, it is so cool to see the amount of different young professionals that are coming down and also young professionals that are not in our network. These are people we've never met before. Um, out of the 25 people between myself and Anderson, we haven't met 19 of them. So that's pretty exciting. No, that's That's amazing. Spreading. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's been it's been an awesome big team effort uh, to kind of have people come down because it's all really word of mouth. But um, yeah, no, we're excited for February. We really are. That's sweet. I also like that it's kind of like you said, like, this isn't our project. We're going down there to, like, help people do the work that they're already doing. So I feel like a lot of what ends up happening on like international development trips are like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to tell you how you should like live your lives and do things better. And, you know, we'll be here for a little bit and we'll give you some resources. But once we leave, you'll really have nothing like no clue what to do or even better. Sometimes it's like we'll give you help, but only if you convert to Christianity. <laughs> so, yeah, no, absolutely. I feel I mean, like no, this is super interesting. No. And these are some of the topics we try to. So the cool thing about the trip that that Anderson and I had have been able to really construct is, um, well, every day there's construction from eight to five. So you, like you said, you do get your hands dirty. Every evening, there's a cultural exposure activity to try to understand some of the the people and the the culture you're down there with. And I think the best thing is uh, there's a reflection every evening. And what we try to focus our reflections on is being super intentional about our time there. Um, Not only talking about what people have seen or noticed, but uh, some of the root causes there are really gang violence. um, And that that causes a lot of students to not go to school, drop out of school. so, and, and of course, poverty. Um, so it's been, it's been great to just really educate our volunteers. Uh, one of my favorite topics is we talk about social media post-trip because um, our intention is to be using social media in a positive way uh, and, and dignify the, the, the people that are, that are down, um, that we're taking pictures with or, or the community members. So one of yeah. my, again, favorite, favorite conversations that go down there is what do you, when you take a picture, what are you taking that picture for? Uh, what is the purpose of that picture and what are you trying to do from that? If that picture is just for you, that's fine. You don't need to post it. Um, but if that picture is something to be posted, uh, make sure you're very intentional and you ask permission for the people you're taking photos for. So again, just, just thinking through what, as a young professional or more mature audience, people are, people are, it's 650 for the trip and then airfares another 500 and a week mm-hmm. off. I mean, if you look at the net value that that's around, I'm asking people to pay $1,500 to come down. Um, yeah. So we need to make sure it's, it's worth their while. Um, and it's, it's been great so far. That's awesome. And I think you make a really good point with this whole concept of like poverty porn and like 
are you taking this picture so you show the world that like I did this thing and it was really awesome. Someone praised me. Or are you taking this picture because you had this meaningful experience and you're like, I really want to remember this moment in this exact time. And this picture is something that I can hold on to for a really long time. Yeah. And I feel like really, honestly, there's a lot of college service trips where you kind of come back and I'll be honest, I went through it too, right? I went through my first service trip, my freshman year of college, came back, started posting all these pictures, made it about me. Um, And then as I kind of just grew and matured in college and now as a young professional, I've realized like what's, what's really important. Um, And it's, it's the experience I had down there and that, that you can't really solidify that in social media. Um, So I think it's been, it's been great to kind of just realize that personal growth for me and then also hopefully have a like facilitate a conversation where hopefully others can do so as well so this just reminded me of something it's kind of a tangent but i don't know if you've ever seen this account saga but it is this instagram account called like white savior barbie or something and basically it kind of takes that whole concept of like poverty porn and like going on these like trips and things and like taking the focus and putting it all on that individual and not on like well what's the greater purpose what is actually the point what awareness are you trying to raise um and if you have kind of like a medium dark sense of humor it does i think a good job of making like poking fun at that and being satirical in a way that's also like hopefully educational but might be worth just giving it a glimpse later um they just pose this barbie with all of these like small like people of color barbies and it's terrible but like kind of funny but also like too real because it's too like actually what happens um but worth a glance people out there i don't know what the actual handle is but i'm pretty sure it's just like white savior barbie or something yeah worth a look absolutely uh, no i mean i could see even, what we could do. even use that exactly we can even use that during our week of reflections and be like this is what not to do oh my god definitely we'll give you guys a shout out though don't worry oh yeah <laughs> um i actually have another question so kind of part of the theme or some of the focus that we've been going on this season is how like uh, the individual and like your identity or, you know, the intersection of where you fall in your identity, how that kind of influences and inspires the work that you've done. So I'm just curious if all of this kind of like everything that's led you up to this point, um, whether through like being at University of Maryland and working with Students Helping Outdoors and now with the 1000 Schools Initiative, like what is it in you that kind of motivates or drives you to that? Is that something that like values from your family or from just an experience that you had? Like, what is it that really like, I guess, drives you? Yeah, honestly, I've been thinking about this question a lot recently because I'm in a position now where I'm actually leaving Deloitte soon. Um, I'm off to grad school. I'm going to be at University of California, Berkeley for, for an MBA. So super excited to yes, check out congrats. the West Coast. Thank you. Uh, and be Lit. out in SF. But I've been, I've been thinking um, about, I've been thinking about that question a lot in terms of like, what drives me? What do I want to do? What's exciting for me? Um, and I think first and foremost, I mean, it definitely... Um, my, both of my parents have worked in like service jobs their entire life. So I know how hard they worked to get me into education. Um, and having the opportunities I have now, I realized that like education really does like, ch- it like changes the game, right? From like, you can literally from one generation to another generation, you can break the cycles of, of poverty, whether you're in a developing country or an international or, or a developed country. Um, but also just like in terms of level of income, it enormously shoots up, right? The minute um, from one generation to another. So, I mean, that's something I realized uh, quickly at my time at University of Maryland and, and then post at, at Deloitte. Um, but honestly, what, what's been driving me is really just been working with people that are just as excited about some of the stuff I am. Um, so I mentioned my buddy Anderson, uh, 
again, former TFA alum. Uh, he was, he's got a crazy story too. He was a, a division one swimmer at university of Maryland. The swim team got cut. He needed to find something he was passionate about. Uh, so he stepped outside the pool and he came on a trip uh, to Honduras and, 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 he, and he really fell in love with the organization and the mission um, ended up being the chapter president the following year. Uh, and the rest is kind of history. He, like I said, he did TFA afterwards. Uh, now he does Tableau uh, for, for education and for hospitals. Um, and it's been a full team effort. Um, I know right now, like I said, you're interviewing me because I'm, I'm on the mic, but uh, I can't tell you with 1000 schools how big of a team effort it's been. So it's been driving me. I mean, I want to try to be my best, best, um, during the week, we're down in Honduras, my best when it comes to recruiting young professionals, um, because I have someone to keep me accountable for. So I realized, you know, not only for my family or for my past, but also in the present, I'm trying to just surround myself with people that keep me motivated, uh, are passionate about the same things I am. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking to see where that next adventure takes me um, for my actual like full time job after after Berkeley. Yeah, shout out to young people pushing other young people to do amazing things. That's awesome. Well, I think, honestly, I think every, like everyone is passionate about certain things in their own ways. But I think the, the biggest thing is like to do nothing, right? The biggest thing is to look at a problem and be like in standstill and do nothing. Um, I think that is, uh, yeah. I mean, as long as you're doing something, I, I think that that really helps contributing. So what advice would you have for other young folks, other young professionals, aspiring entrepreneurs, people who are like, I want to start a nonprofit? What if, what's like the best piece of advice you could give someone that's like, if you're going to do it, do it, but keep this in mind? Yeah, I would I would say the number one thing is so I know it's it's very fun to sit here um, and talk about some of the success factors, right, for 1000 schools like we've had over 60 people over 20 different industries, four different trips. We've fundraised over sixty five thousand dollars. Um, like all those numbers and facts are great, but also having to realize that like sometimes like it didn't go as well. Like after we launched the first month, we had zero people like register. Um, our third trip, we saw a dip from our, uh, our, from our first and second trip. And then what happened was fourth trip, mm -hmm. we shot up. Um, so one thing I was thinking was, although there's, uh, and not only like starting a nonprofit or, or getting involved with something, um, is just make sure you're doing something that really excites you. Our lives are super, as young professionals, our lives are super busy to begin with, right? Like the grind that we just talked about from Sunday to, to Saturday is really there. So like, you're going to need something that keeps you awake and alive at like 9 30 PM on a Tuesday night when the la when the only thing you want to do is like watch bird box, shout out to bird box, solid movie. I know a lot of people have been doing the blindfold challenge, but, uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you just, you just got, honestly, I would say just like, if you're really excited about something, um, that's what you should go for. Cause odds are I'm taking a shot in the dark here. Like 70% of the people, that young professionals post-college do not really love their job. I mean, they're doing it. You can it say that again. Makes money. <laughs> it, it pays the bills. And it's like, okay, in a couple of years, I'll get somewhere where I want to. And that, that's, the, and I think that's like, it's happening. It's, it, it is what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you're going to do something outside of work, if you're going to make something into your work full time, that's like startup B, uh, you got to do something that excites you. I mean, I can't tell you, I'll come home from a long day of client site or from a long flight. And then if I'm working on something for 1000 schools, or if I'm talking to a fellow young professional in like Denver, that's like interested in getting involved, uh, I'm pumped, right? I got 30 minutes to help pitch them, to sell them, uh, to hopefully register. So, so yeah, just, I would say whatever you're going to do, and it doesn't have to be the most community service oriented thing. Um, make sure you're doing something that drives you. I feel like 
I don't know you. I, I can't imagine how anybody could like get into that 30 minute pep talk and like not come out registered right now. Cause I'm like, I literally want to register right now. I'm like, what time, what time, what time's the plane leave? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm, I'm telling y'all, man. We got, we got 25 people. It's, it's super exciting. The pitches, I mean, I'll be biased, but like I've been, I've been, we've been working on the pitch, right? Like the marketing and everything is a part of it. It's cool thing being a business major and then bringing that mentality to how you do social enterprise, social impact, nonprofit work. Um, I'll tell you, man, I mean, me and Anderson, we, if, we get a, if we get a volunteer, we'll text each other and be like, game on, like bring it, who you got now. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. What's next on the docket for you? So what we're really trying to do is and be intentional about the volunteers that we have come on the next trip because I quickly started to realize that it's hard to uh, consistently take time off work and go on uh, the service trip because right now we have to really lead them um, just because it really like our, our brand, what we really want to message across the week, how we want to uh, lead the reflections. Uh, we're super intentional about it, right? So right now, uh, the plan is actually to, to get volunteers that have our requirement is have if you've been on two of these 1,000 school service trips, you can actually lead future trips. Uh, and that's really trying to create a model where it's as self-sufficient as possible. Um, I think Anderson and I sometimes get a lot of credit for, for being the faces of this. Um, and we're really trying to position that forward where like, this is, this is not only our project, the two of us, this is everyone who's been down on the trip. Like this is your project. We come back, we try to fundraise for the school. Um, so the goal really is here uh, after the February trip is try to identify some people that are willing to lead the summer trip in July. Um, like I mentioned, I'll be off to grad school. Um, so I'm still TBD on coming on the service trip in the summer. Um, I know Anderson will be a part of it, but again, just realizing that there's going to be a point where, um, we can't always go on these trips, but hopefully we can still have people that are, are in, in, in corporate America or are our young professionals, um, that have previously been on the trips that can come on it. So I guess I never really thought of the concept of like you all also also have to take off of work like this isn't your full-time job so no yeah i mean it's been it luckily luckily for me um I, i've been a little bit more flexible in the pto i've kind of told my managers like hey this is what i do outside of work y'all gotta yeah. give me my time for it and they've been able to um but like uh on our third trip for example anderson wasn't able to go he was getting married two weeks later um so like <laughs> life yeah li life kind of happens um and like i said i mean i'll be out in cali he'll still be in dc we want to keep this going as for as long as we can and see where it goes um and it's like i know a lot of times when people like start something they're like yo like how are you trying to make this the next big thing uh, and right now we don't have a plan to make it the next big thing we're just trying to be super intentional about if we get 15 to 20 people every time we're excited and we're, we're ready to go um because at the end of the day that's all you really, all you really need is one person to really get a movement going. So if we can get 15 of you people coming down, we'll, we're more than happy to try to lead uh, a super, super exciting and, uh, and um, challenging trip for people. Yeah. So you answered my question. I didn't even have to ask it. I was going to say, what's the buy-in been like for like your jobs, both for you and Anderson and the support that you've gotten from sort of the community around you where you're like, Hey, I have this thing that I'm really passionate about. And it sort of ties into the work that I'm doing. I need five days off of work. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think it's definitely, it gets easier as time goes on. Like now people know about it, uh, time, getting time off work uh, isn't a big issue. Um, I think it gets a little tricky because in grad school, it's definitely way harder to take a week off work mm -hmm. to do something like this. Um, yep. But I also want to take my grad school experience to, uh, to just explore, to meet some people that um, are starting other nonprofits, other social enterprises. Um, and just, and just learn more about it. And I don't know, maybe I find myself on a service trip somewhere, uh, in, you know, in another country yeah. trying to support and learn about more stuff. So I feel like the big thing for me is just like 
try to just get as much as exposure as I can, um, especially in school, right? I mean, school is such a academic, it's like a playground, like you can fail and learn. Yeah. Where a young professional, like where are your corporate jobs, there's not much opportunity. If you fail and learn, you're kind of like, it's not, it's not a great opportunity to, to fail at any point in your job. Um, but school kind of yeah. gives you that 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 uh that luxury to to really try things out um but i feel like with in terms of grad school like i just i try to like just because like grad school is so freaking expensive i'm like okay well i need to make sure like why am i going to grad school what am i trying to get out of it um those are the two questions i really asked myself um and that's what led me to to berkeley just because they have this like culture of questioning the status quo and then they also have this huge investment in social impact um so combination of those two uh and being out in sf was um a pretty pretty big draw for me and people who go to berkeley love it like they live and die by that bear it's a bear right it's yeah golden bears but yo the rent is no joke talking like like 1700 a month have you seen that video going around of the kids who like live in their cars who like can't there's like a huge housing crisis in the berkeley area and students are like in their cars in vans you'll do a follow-up for this in like a year and be like remember that guy sagger now he's on the streets and we've interviewed him (laughs) (laughs) like i paid all my money in grad school yeah, no, I always wonder how people are doing it out here. Um, I'm in New York, so same. Yeah, it's, New York plays yeah. no games either. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a two-year program. Cyber's going to make sure it's going to be a two-year program. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. So I guess, Sagar, real quick before we jump to our break, uh, plug 1000 Schools. Where can people find you online, on social media? If anyone is really interested in signing up for the summer trip, what can they do? All that good stuff. Our, our website has everything. If you just go to 1000 schools and that's spelled out like 1000 schools.com, uh, they will find all the information. There's contact us. There's pe- previous people that have been on the trip. So you're always like, oh, who goes on these trips? What are their positions? What are their jobs? It's all on there. Um, yeah, you'll find you'll find everything. So like I said, www.1000schools.com. I want to now so professional. Yeah, I like want to go on this trip. They don't need me at my summer job over the summer. I'll just be like, guys, I need a week off. <laughs> oh, take one week. That's all. That's all. You can, if you can convince somebody for a week, make it happen. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're gonna take a wee little break, and then we will be back. All right, we have been talking to our good friend Sagar about. 1,000 schools and all the amazing things he's doing. Um, And we will get back to him in a sec. But, Brandon, I hear you haven't asked for us this week. You heard right, friends. (laughs) Okay, so I'm excited because I think as a person who like peruses Instagram and I generally I think that when you go into that little like search thing and it starts suggesting stuff for you that it thinks you'll like me being discover page. Yeah, that. Way to plug that. I don't know what these things are called. But because I'm like a flaming homosexual and I follow like random attractive men, sometimes other <laughs> random attractive men just like show up. Um, so, and this one I saw and I was like, oh, I recognize him. And Maya, you're going to be so fucking proud. So it is oh Alex God. Landy, I think. Is, I don't know if that's how you say his last name. But he is... If you Google him, you're going to be like, oh my God. So he is on the most recent season of Grey's Anatomy. He is, um, oh, he plays Dr. Nico Kim. Glasses. Yeah. He, no, no, the Asian one. Yeah. Not like the short little one who was like, his arc was like, I don't know, thingy, which is like, you know, everybody's arc. Um, oh. But yeah, 
the the guy Alex oh, Landy, yeah, he's, he's like hottie. super fine. I actually for some reason watched the episode with him, and he's like a model actor, just all around beautiful person. Um, and I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, so I'm not gonna claim to like Ugh. know all of the things about it. But I would I would go back and watch future episodes involving him. Um, he's just really fucking fine. So he is. He's a solid choice. I'm looking at him right now. All of his pictures are shirtless. I'm like, hello. Yeah. And if you need some, like, even if, you know, you're not of the, like, interested in men variety, if you need motivation, for example, to be like, hey, new year, new me, like, I should go to the gym. You should go to his page because you'd be like, I should go to the gym. I just Googled him and I was like, my man is ripped. Yeah. So. (laughs) He's literally Jack. That's like, if you make a vision board. And you're like, I want to be fit. You could like put him on there and be like, I could be fit like this. Um, yes. Anyway, that's my feelings on the matter. Thank you. Cool. Approved. We love it. We love it. All right. So. Oh, wait, Brandon. I saw you. I saw you gearing up, Brandon. Get in there. Hey, segues. Uh, hot people, hot music. Great. So uh, as you all know, we've been throwing it over to our guest to lay down the bop uh and it'll be no different this week Sagar, do you want to let us know what song is on your spirit yes this is like my daily commute like daily grind wake up monday morning let's get that bread song uh sunflower <laughs> from post malone better man is that the one that he's like singing like half singing throughout the movie uh i think so i don't know i just hear it on spotify and i'm just like this song is so good i think you'll ever be or you'd be left in the dust Unless I stuck by ya You're the sunflower You're the sunflower Every time I'm leaving on you You don't make it easy, no Wish I could Post Malone is like... I was just saying this earlier. He's like that person who... I think I like a lot of his songs, but I don't realize he sings half of them. So I'm not... I'm like, am I a Post Malone fan? Question mark. He like sells out Crocs too. Did you guys know that? He had like a whole Croc line and they sell out every single time they put them out there. He's like, has his hand in the Croc market. So hmm. I can dig it. That is, that's <laughs> something. Like, is it like the same phenomena as like Supreme shit where like Post Malone sells these Crocs and they're cool or like Yeezys, even if they're ugly, people are like, oh yeah. But I think Probably. it's like reasonably it's like reasonably priced Crocs. Oh, yeah. So it's like not like like it's like a normal thing. Huh. Well, they're just like yeah. I mean, they're Crocs like yellow. They're like yellow or something, right? Wow. And they have like weird little designs on them. I don't know. Crocs are that shoe where like I really want to own a pair, but I cannot bring myself to buy them because I have too much respect for myself. Yeah, it's so. kind of, that's literally the equivalent of like liking Post Malone. Like I really want to like him, but I have like too much respect for myself to like. like Post Malone. I have a question. Am I picturing the right person? Does Post Malone kind of have like this? All right, this is going to be rude. There's no other way around. I was going to say, does he have kind of like goofy teeth and like, is he a white guy with dreads? He has. Is that are those dreads? Or is he I just thought dirty? His was just really greasy. He looks really dirty. Yeah, he has like a lot of face tattoos and like a beard, and he kind of looks like he just has been wearing the same outfit since high school, which he might be. You know Maybe what? And he has thing. more money than me, and that's you know what? That's fine. So something me is too. working for him. 
He might not yeah. have AirPods though, Brandon. Shout out. Ooh, so he is truly poor. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, that's awesome. Post Malone with Sunflower. Is that what it's called? That's it. Sunflower off of the new Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse, which, which I, I still really haven't seen, see. but I really want to watch. Uh, I heard it's amazing. Isn't it like, didn't it just win a Golden Globe? The directors did, yeah, for Best Animation Directing. That's First Lady black City. guy to win a Golden Globe for directing, too, for animation. Turn off. And on that note, as we say every single show, we have made it to the end of another episode of Diet Starts Monday. Sagar, thank you so much for spending some time with us, for telling us all about 1000 Schools, for motivating us to do better with our lives, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that everyone motivates themselves to do better. I mean, I know I'm just coming on the show to help out. But um, no, what you guys got going on here is super awesome. I really appreciate the time and effort. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, this is it's been a fun ride. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. Um, yeah. Three potential volunteers, maybe, guys? Yeah, this is actually just a recruiting I kid. should maybe just, like, give you money. I, like, I would consider it, but, like, I'm thinking, like, it might be a better use of me to have me not present if we're building something. <laughs> um, like, no shade to myself, but it's, like, if I was going to help, it might just be better to, like, convince other people to go or, like, throw money at it. Because <laughs> I know myself. Yeah, like I said, I mean, we 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 take we take all volunteers, Brandon. So whether if you know if you don't think you'll be a great fit on the trip, it's it's you'd be surprised how uh, how it can quickly change over the course of the week. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, this is like I said, I mean, it's been an awesome team effort. Um, I appreciate you guys' support. You guys have been super supportive with, throughout the show. Oh, we love it. I need to stop saying we love it. I say that she so loves much. It. That's my new on that note. But we do. I, I do love it. I love everything. I'm just a big ball of emotions. She's a liar. Anyways, y'all. <laughs> so you can find us here every other Monday doing our thing, talking to cool people who have their lives together and hopefully getting our lives together in the meantime. But until then, friends, I am Maya. I'm Aj. And I'm Brandon. And our diet starts on what? Monday. Monday. Bye. Farewell. See <laughs> ya. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was produced and edited by Maya Dawi. Our theme song was written and performed by Brandon Chat. You can find episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. And on that note, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's pull it together.